because they start fighting with each other. The mother and the daughter. Oh, no. And the next day is Mother's Day. The daughter would be like, you're embarrassing me. The mom would be like, well, it's Mother's Day tomorrow. I get to do whatever I want. Besides, I never get to see you. In fact, you know, <laughs> that's why you're not going to get any money when I die. Oh, my God. And I'd be like, wait a second. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no? Did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Okay, here we go. Oops, the podcast. Very excited again to talk to you, Julio. Yo, yo, yo. How are you, man? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I have so much to talk to you about. I love it. A lot has happened since the last time that I saw you. I really like it. I know I say that to you every week, but uh, our lives are moving in fast, fast, I don't know, fast forward right now. It ain't a lie. And the pod recording days just arrive they can't come soon enough i know it's true dude lots of good shit yeah lots of good shit (laughs) uh it's funny when we catch up we catch up in a way where it's like okay if i'm gonna talk about something i need to talk about it in a way that i'm not gonna talk about it on the pod or in a way where like i include relevant details that don't affect the newsworthiness of it for the pod which is just like an interesting thing to navigate we've become pretty good at it in some ways, it. I would also argue that it probably hurts our friendship a little bit in that <laughs> we are not allowed to discuss our meatiest life details together. No, it's okay, dude, because we have to eventually. Yeah, but know? but you know we deserve to to, to talk and shoot the shit. <laughs> but we're genuine, and we don't believe in telling each other stories and then coming on the pod telling them to each other again and pretending as though we're hearing them for the first time. Be like, oh my God. Yeah. She saw your dick. Yeah. Oh my God. You, 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 I'm glad you're reacting that way (laughs) because it's crazy news to hear for the first time. All right. So I have to, I have to tell you about Seattle. Do you know the city of Seattle? I've been one time and I loved it. And I, I think I had a similar reaction to you because I remember being like, why don't people tell me about this place more? It's um, it's hard to believe. I, I think it's a hidden gem in America. I agree, man. It's flying below the radar. Mm-hmm. You know, they made Sleepless in Seattle all those years ago. Meg Ryan, Tom Hanks, classic rom-com, infinitely rewatchable. At the heart of the story, a heartbroken man whose wife has passed away. He's got this sort of pugnacious son who's very enterprising in finding his father a mate. They go on the radio, capture the hearts of countless women across the nation, leading to this uh, culmination at the top of the Empire State Building. It's The Empire State Building? Yeah. You, have you seen that movie? No. But I, th- I thought it's in Seattle. No? Yeah, so I won't give it away, but okay. you should you should watch it, buddy boy. Is Dave Chappelle in that one? No, that's He's, You've Got ah, Mail. Okay, okay. Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan had such chemistry that they ran it back. So Sleepless in Seattle was the first one. Yeah, and it's it's really the I think it's kind of I don't even the more the more classic I might might have been nineteen eighties rom com, late eighties probably, or if not early nineties, maybe. Ninety three. Yeah. It, I mean it's an awesome movie. You would love it. It's so well done. It. 
It's by that incredible woman screenwriter who Nora um Efron, maybe? Yeah, I don't know. Nora Efron. Well, I pulled that well, out of my ass with no confirmation from Ryan. <laughs> whose whose trust I am starting to lose. <laughs> Starting to lose trust in Ryan. Giving Ryan a hard time in the last five minutes. <laughs> Actually, can I before? before you want to air we, out your grievances with Ryan? Before we get into no, Ryan's amazing. Knocks it out of the park. Before we get into Seattle, <laughs> there's something I want to talk to you about because, um, yeah, actually, okay. So while while I was in Seattle, I just coincidentally I was doing my shows. There was a Barstool podcast called Chicks in the Office mm-hmm. that was also there doing live shows. Cool. So this is two... Uh, were they there when you were there? They were. Cool. And I messaged one of them. Uh, her name's Fran. No way. And we would always <laughs> we would always greet each other in the morning. Fran. Hi, Fran. Hi, Fran. Fran. I like that. Just like that. And it was our little thing. Uh, but that was, that was the extent of the thing. Cause she had a, a boyfriend and I had a girlfriend, but I, I adore her and her co-host Rhea. Mm-hmm. Rhea had been at the company since the, since I got there, she was there before I got there. And the two of them really built a pretty incredible brand for themselves, uh, with this chicks in the office podcast, very popular. They cover, you know, pop culture, bachelorette, bachelor, as well as, you know, the Jonas brothers, that kind of stuff. They're young. They're like 24. Anyway, okay, so this is important, though, because, and I'm giving you backstory, and I promise you that this is worth it. Okay. And I, we never talk about the ins and outs of, of Barstool, like what's going on right now. So mm-hmm. I, you got to follow me here. I By the way, I'm following, dude. Are either of you two aware of where I'm going here? Okay. So uh, these girls are awesome, and they've made, they've, they're very well respected. They're very tenured at this point. Um. And Rhea had dated this guy, Hank, for years at Barstool. He was a producer on the massively popular, arguably the the most crown jewel product of Barstool. Pardon my take. Even more than uh, Call Her Daddy? Well, no. I mean... Okay. Fine. I, In the same part echelon. of my take is more linked to the rise and DNA of Barstool. Got it. Um, you could argue that part of my take contributed to the growth of Barstool as much as Dave Portnoy. Almost. Got it. I, I, I don't know. Maybe that's a, a controversial thing to say. But Rhea had come in as an intern, I think, and then was quickly made full time. But she started dating Hank. He was a producer on Part of My Take. Hank had been there since. The the days that Barstool was like in the Boston office mm-hmm. from the from the earliest days, and he was the first guy to put a when camera. When was that, by the way? I mean, probably two thousand twelve. Okay, thirteen. The the company started before that, but um, when when you talk about you know once it turned into an an actual internet company with blogs and they started making videos stuff like that, that's probably two thousand eleven, two thousand twelve. Okay, cool. and Hank was fil- one of the guys who would film. Dave and his antics around Boston. And um, so he's kind of an OG guy. He was also one of the guys who was like arrested protesting on behalf of Tom Brady when Brady was uh, suspended for a few games due to the deflate gate scandal, deflating cool. the footballs. And so 
he and Dave and a couple of the other Boston guys are very much beloved by like the Patriot faithful. Um, okay. The point is day Rhea and Hank dated for four years and they were kind of like Barstool's couple. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone adored them or just like respected their relationship. They weren't flaunting it at the office. They were very professional um, and they were both very well liked. And so people rooted for them. And they also withstood the the test of like a public relationship for all these years. Uh, unfortunately, about a year ago, they broke up. Um, but I think it was like pretty respectful. Uh, and they had to issue like a statement basically saying, you know, sadly, we've since we're such a public couple, we have to let you know we're we're no longer dating. We like each other. We respect each other. Yada, yada. And it was too bad. But, you know, they moved on. Life goes on. In Seattle this weekend, some fan of Chicks in the Office of their podcast saw Rhea on a street corner kind of cuddling and holding hands and being held tenderly by another barstool personality wow. named Marty Mush. Wow. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, just this, the names and the story. I don't know. That's like scandalous, huh? So, 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 yeah. So they're holding each other. This girl, this girl fan, takes a surreptitious photo from across the street of the two of them and posts it on the Chicks in the Office subreddit oh forum. Oh, my God. The Barstool Sports subreddit forum instantly picks it up. <laughs> Holy shit. And posts it. And then all fucking hell broke loose. Wow. Okay? So it turned into, like, I don't even know how to describe this. Dave and Big Cat saying, basically, fuck Marty Mush. He's dead to us. We stand with our guy, Hank. Um, How could you do this? What a scumbag move. You don't date someone's ex-girlfriend that you but if you work with the guy even though marty and hank i don't think we're friends really um and but dude this goes this gets crazier they start uh hashtag team hank on twitter it starts i saw you post that it starts i I was wondering what it was it starts trending Mm -hmm. okay julian edelman (laughs) oh my god post I'm Team Hank. Oh my god, this guy—he's like a Hall of Fame football player. Tom Brady, stop it! Reposts Julian <laughs> Edelman's post and says with his own tweet, like "Same, defend the wall, Team Hank." Hashtag Team Hank, dude. You have wow. the Michael Jordan of football saying, "I side with this poor guy whose ex-girlfriend is now dating one of his coworkers." A, wow. That's a, nuts, a, a very minor like office romance that should have been a a, a, a a totally unseen and unspoken of event at this company is now capturing the imagination and interest of the greatest athletes in the world. <laughs> Defend the wall. Dude, it's, I mean, I'm telling you, the the amount of people that up. tweeted about this and got behind this, first of all, it's, it's just insane, the power of the internet. It's insane, the power of Barstool to create 
uh, amazing soap opera narratives out of their people. You know, this is what I think is so compelling about that company. Yeah, yeah. Is that they can seize upon very minor things. Like any other company, if there was a romance, two people dating at the company, and they broke up, and then a, a year later it was found out that a new guy at that company was dating that girl. Not I, I, I don't think anything would happen. I don't. I don't know that that's illegal. I don't know that the guy would get fired. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't know yeah. if that's a problem at all, frankly. And yet here, <laughs> you've got the whole internet ablaze. Now, unfortunately, this comes with a lot of condemning of Rhea, a lot of pretty horrible shit that she's had to hear. About jumping from one employee to the next, mm. uh, Marty has yeah, been. It's crazy, dude. That like the inner sort of like the inner office stuff that's like typically mundane stuff. Like everybody are these like visible people, and like the relationship and the web is all like very clear. And instead of like like this, this is like good. I'm sure like when the people, the important people of Barstool saw this, they're like, oh, this is gonna be great. Well, that's what I don't... Maybe not, actually, but... But but, but it's a great point. That's what I don't know, right? I don't know if Dave saw this and immediately had this light bulb moment that was, this will set the internet on fire. I'm leaning into this. Because as a boss, if it were any other company, he probably shouldn't comment on on this mm-hmm. you know what i mean right but like but he's like about that life too exactly that's loyal how they've, and this and that like, that's how they've made their bread and butter totally. and it's what is so i guess in a way compelling and yeah. charming he about like the wears company. it on his he like where you know what you're getting with him exactly yeah um but as someone who has you know been there and felt like the sky was falling in Right. You've been the punching bag. Um it is a terrifying thing to experience where every everywhere you look on the internet people are throwing javelins You're just getting at trashed. you. You are It's fucked up. Dude. You are it's just nonstop. There's no end in sight. Your world is caving in and you feel like how did we get here? I mean, what did I do? Did, I Did anybody on the street ever be like, "Hey, fuck you, man?" No, not really, fortunately. But I also wonder if that's because I like live in New York where people just don't really right, people care, don't care as much. That's a good point. Um I but but Which is get a life, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't be going up to your former favorite celebrities and yeah. telling them to fuck off Dude, and getting a That's life in their the picture. That's the two of them right that's there. A little closer, Chris. You see them? Just like nicely. Does he have his arm? He's, he's hugging, hugging her. her from yeah, behind. He's hugging her from behind. Tender. Wow. Sweet. Now, um, that's the that's the photo that set so the internet in place. Is the guy gonna get fired? Well, so this is what I don't. This is what I don't know, and this is what I kind of am confused by. Is if they fired him, I feel like he could sue the company. Dude, yeah, if this is Tokyo Vice, they would just make him jump off the building. Exactly. <laughs> I just, exactly. I just finished it, by the way. You finished the season? I, how is that it, by the way? There's I know there's another, another one, but like that's how you end the season. Well, that's a show that is so, so confident. Dude. It's so confident in its in its ability and it's what it's done that it's like, yeah, we're going to get renewed and you're going to watch it. 
Right. We're setting everything up for season two. There's Dude, no, we're not tying up any loose ends. It's all, it's crazy to me. And sorry, we're going to get back to the original topic in a second. But the show starts in the future of the story to end the season without circling back to that. I, that like blew me away a little bit. I've never, like, and I'm not saying it's good or bad. Oh, you're right. That, I was like, whoa, I was not expecting. I didn't that. even think about that. And also with the kind of these high profile actors like Ken Watanabe and fucking Ansel mm-hmm. Elgort. I just, like you had said, I assumed it was going to be a miniseries. Right, but right. No, no I'm no thrilled. Spoilers. You guys should watch it. It's really fucking good. It's incredible. Really, good. we can talk more about that. Francis, you're looking jacked, dude. Well, I appreciate that, and I have to tell you, Julio, that I feel <laughs> a more consistent and I guess clarity of purpose. I like that in my days. You know, I've been sleeping poorly, um, but I, I've been able to kind of settle in a little more to like waking up at six. Which is fine, wow. and getting my day started at six is a really nice thing to do. Have some peace and quiet. Yeah, peace and quiet as I sip my athletic greens first thing in the morning. Mm. And then instantly, those early hours before the, the world begins are by far my most productive. Dude, amazing. I love the athletic greens. It sets the day going on the right track and instantly just like makes me feel as though the engine has started totally and dude, you know athletic greens is known to support both mental clarity and alertness uh and dude it's just lifestyle friendly no matter what kind of uh specific dietary restrictions you have athletic greens fits into all of it because it's uh keto paleo vegan dairy-free gluten-free fits in all those lifestyles uh and it costs you less than three dollars a day you're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit it's cheaper than getting all of those different vitamins for yourself. Uh, to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash oops. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash oops to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Continue. I want to wrap this up. You know, um, again, I, I have a couple of thoughts. Like, I don't know... Uh, what happens from here i don't know i think i think dave was big cat made marty move his chair so that he didn't have to sit near him oh my god and he's like basically said i I, i'm done with marty i don't want to i'm not going to work with him i'm not going to talk to him yada yada the the big cat took it very personally dude in my personal life i would take something like this personally too I, I, and it, it's happened before in my life, and I've, I've really had trouble getting past it when other people were able to. Hang on. But like, do you mean someone you knew started dating an ex of yours? No, not even me. Like, if it's, if it's people that I know, there's something that bothers me about, and, I, and, and, and whatever. Like, I know people who, you listen, you end up, you end up together, you end up having a family, it like changes it. But you know, like, somebody's dating somebody. And then you start dating them later. Like, like find your own girl, dude. But this is, this is why That's I wanted why... to bring this topic up is because I wanted us to analyze the relationship and the suitability of it. Right. I don't from, understand. As the, we in... do from a podcast. Like, we talk yes, about dating totally. all the time. I'm not taking a stance on this because I don't know the specifics. Like, for all I know, you know, the guy wanted to break up with her, but she didn't want to break up with him. And like, like she, I don't think you can fault her she's not the issue if you're gonna do that it's the guy the thing that needs to be analyzed is the new guy but he's the only potential wrongdoer but why dude it's just dude it's like if i don't know it's hard to explain why but it's just like a it's not a good look dude 
But this is this is what I don't understand. First of all, if we're going to say that if they get married and have children, then well, we were wrong. They were always they were meant for each other. No, if that if there is a clause where it's acceptable, then it is acceptable. No, but the clause is like you revisit it at that time. Is the clause? What do you mean? So like you're allowed to be pissed about it until they end up happily married. If they ride off into the sunset together, then you can revisit it and be like, okay, I'm willing to let this go now. So let's draw a parallel, right? Do you remember um, Princess Diana and Prince Charles? Yes. Okay, so it was discovered that he was having rampant affairs with uh, Camilla. Yes. And everyone loved Lady Di, so they felt very bad for her. And he was castigated as this, uh, you know, lecherous, whatever, man who was constantly stepping out of his marriage, even though I think she was dating other guys too. And yet, uh obviously she died tragic that made the whole thing even worse and then um he ends up marrying camilla and all of a sudden the entire nation collectively seem of britain seemed to like say oh maybe we were a little too hard on him because this was his true love and they've been married all these years and this was who he was actually supposed to be with. It is a very different scenario, by the way. But, I but fa- that, yeah, that it's plays out to that to that finality. Of I it. don't know. I, I, it's like, okay, you're dating a girl, and you're you know, Ryan, and is friends with all you guys, and Ryan kind of becomes tight with the girl because you were dating her. You then, you and her then break up amicably. Nobody did anything wrong to each other. You start dating somebody new, and Ryan starts dating your ex. I have an issue with Ryan. Um, even if nobody cares, I care. That bothers me that he that he's doing that. Do I you, think less of him. Do you care more? <laughs> Sorry, w- would I'm you? Kidding. Well, no. It's Ryan's been a piece of shit lately. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a great example. I'm glad you used him. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and and, and listen, dude, and, and I actually, I feel bad, a little bit badly saying that because it's just like, I know situations like this, whatever. It doesn't even matter. Doesn't, no, but, I don't feel bad. But, whatever. okay, this is what I don't, I don't know that I agree. I don't know that I agree with, because it's, it, it's, it has astounded me how, how universal that sentiment of yours is shared. Mm-hmm. Um, where, where. You know, somehow there's this like, once you've been claimed in a relationship, that you are no longer available to anyone who knew that guy for good. No, and it does it. Let me ask you this: Does it cut both ways? Like, let's flip the gender thing. So a guy dates a girl, the two of them break up, and a year later he starts dating one of that girl's friends. Are we as angry about that? Like, yeah. Like I'm not as much because I'm just not a girl, so it's like harder for me to like have it. But to women like empathize would, with the situation. Yeah, women would be just as mad about that situation so, as yeah. men are about this. Yeah, and I do listen, dude. I don't think it bothers everybody. I, it, honestly, I to a degree, I don't even think it bothers people as much as it bothers me for some reason. It doesn't. It and, doesn't bother. And me. if you kind of like change, like you know, if it doesn't count when if you were like a teenager or if you know, you know, what I mean, like when you're younger, it doesn't really count. But like later on, I don't know, man. It's just just think it's not a good look yeah it's i think it's easy to say there's so many fish in the sea why can't you go 
beyond our our you know go find someone else like why would you why would you have to date someone that you've known or whatever a buddy's ex but that's you know that's just not it's not that simple it's not like laziness that brought that brings couples like this together i don't totally think. i agree no, i think I, people I, yeah. know each other maybe there was a, an attraction there that they never acted on because they were dating other people all of a sudden they're both single you know why would they why this isn't fucking syria like i I, we're not talking about a place where you know there's some kind of honor code that will if you violate it your families will be disgraced like we live in america dude what did that come on i'm i mean what i'm saying like the where where women are our property and I'm not saying marriages are you yeah, know yeah. set up by parents but and I, stuff this, like that this has nothing to do with the in my mind i i get what you're saying but like the what this has nothing to do with the woman in my opinion and not and that's not me saying that the woman doesn't matter it's it's about like the just the discretion of the guy like it's just not a good look okay all right well let, let me give you a couple more pieces from this okay. story so allegedly once she and the guy started kind of getting a little more serious, they both agreed that they should tell him, tell the guy. And they, they did. did. Oh. Uh, and he wasn't thrilled, but, oh, but you know. So that had happened already. Yeah. Okay. He knew about this before this picture was taken. So they, in a way, they like did I, the right thing. Still, to me, it doesn't, there's, there's no right or wrong thing. It's not necessarily a wrong thing. Like, everybody could be completely fine with it. And as an onlooker, I still am like, nice, nice, dude. But, real, real nice. But, but you're, <laughs> but, but he, this is why, this is why I'm fat. And I'm, I'm really glad that you are saying that because so many people did say this. And, and I wondered, is that just, you know, barstool fans? Like, are guys, we have this, Think we've talked about this like guy code, bro code. It's bullshit to me. You know, does anyone actually abide by that? I believe in it to an extent. To be honest, do do men have some higher honor code that uh, based on their gender? That I don't they have think. To adhere no, I don't to? think it's a comparison. It's not like this is what sets us apart from women. It's just like the idea of it is just like I don't know, dude. Like you, there's some shit that are just kind of like knocks at your dignity and your honor as a man yeah okay all right so so fine i i I wouldn't i wouldn't harass either of them or even say anything you know what i mean but but it's still i'm kind of having in the back of my head i'm like eh, i don't know man yeah expected better out of you but again like what if um what if neither marty nor hank what if they would both of them would have characterized their relationship as just totally neutral and said, like, we don't, yeah, we don't hang out. He's not smiling and hugging me to my face and then hooking up with my ex behind my back. He's not They're just pretending like not to be my buddy. Yeah. He's a co-worker. No, I mean, that, that makes it, like, better, I guess. But still, like, you, you work together and it just seems like, a ridiculous thing to do. Mm. Like, I don't, you know, my, okay. So my concern in a situation like this is less so in a, in this kind of situation and more of a, like you were all pals and now you guys are dating. Okay. I, I think that's there's, more of the issue. I think there's, 
there's probably that's where it does get a little bit more sticky. Yeah. So in a situation like this, it's still it's it's not the greatest look though, dude. And and you know, as has proven by this reaction, whether like to what degree the reaction is justified or not, I'm sure there's some where on the spectrum of reaction that I would agree with. Um, definitely not the harassing the parties involved. But like you all work together, you still all work together. Like, what are you doing? All right. So let me ask you this. This is what I worry about because this happened to me where when you have your tremendous fall from grace, I guess, while working at a place like this and the whole internet is coming after you, you don't see a way out. You don't see how things will change and you think your life is over. And we've talked about this and, you know, there were definitely moments where I was like, I guess... I guess my life is over. I don't know what to do now. Like, should I just fucking die? Uh, what, you know, I don't, how will I ever work again? Whatever. I mean, obviously my situation was different. Like, I, I don't think Marty would struggle to find a job based on this necessarily, mm-hmm. but maybe, who knows? Um, And if, and I'm being, this is really ridiculous to bring up, but let's say that Marty was so shaken by this that he killed himself. Jesus. <laughs> oh my God. Right? I say that because I experienced those thoughts. I didn't see a way out mm-hmm. when I was fired for what I was fired for. Uh, would we feel like we had gone too hard on him? Would we feel bad? Would we then look at ourselves and say... I think we've already maybe agreed that we've gone a little too hard on him already. (laughs) It's like, it's not really any of our business. That's, that's how I feel. Yeah. I don't think it's our business. Yeah. And, and so, okay. So, so you, then you have a very like sensical take to me, which is like, look, I, I, I don't, I think less of the guy. I don't, I don't know who this guy is. Crush him for it. I don't know him. So... In general, if you're asking me about the, a scenario like this in general, this is what I think about it. I don't know of this guy, dude. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know any details about any of this. And even though it's almost like, dude, why would you do this to yourself kind of thing? And maybe he just liked her so much, whatever. You I know what I mean? He probably had no idea that, that Dave and all these people would just make him public enemy number one. Right, like I mean, Tom Brady. I know all, is tweeting against you. What the fuck? All the details, you know. I mean, aside, um, I just yeah, I I don't, I wouldn't like her, tweet about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. All right, look, we spent a lot of time on this. I don't know. I I, I think uh, I'm glad to know your stance on it. Francis and I both happen to be wearing Rule of Threads t-shirts right now. Yeah, and we are, even though we didn't need to. I am Rule of Threads. We are the rules, the rule of, uh, the both of us have, follow the rule. What's the rule? Threads. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> follow that the is thread. The rule. <laughs> Can you follow the thread Thread the while needle. obeying the rules? Because <laughs> the rule of threads is, the truth is, guys, no joking anymore, <laughs> that it's the most comfortable most good-looking premium menswear essentials. Dude, they're the best. And honestly, 
If you have no problem with not bathing, I'm pretty confident that you could wear your Rule of Threads t-shirt for like three stray butts. You probably could. <laughs> you probably could. You didn't care about smelling terrible. No. Or just being wet, which I don't, <laughs> as you know. You could. You can wash that shirt while it's on your body in a lake. <laughs> the, the clothes are very straightforward, uh, and they're just everything that you need. Mm-hmm. Tees, Henley tees, polos. Uh, I was just, you know, I was actually just re- recommending to Hill Dog's uh, father, yeah, because he likes sort of like an athletic leaning uh, article of clothing. No, I, I was like, like him. I was I like, like him. Barry, you need to check out the uh, yeah. Rule of Threads uh, polo shirts. Bear, bear dog, bear down, guys. It, this stuff does look good, men, ladies. If you're trying to get a gift for your guy, men, if you're just trying to look good and you're tired of guessing, Rule of Threads solves everything you could possibly need. Trust us, it's the best stuff. Ruleofthreads.com. Promo code OOPS20. You're getting 20% off, guys. 20% off. 20%? 20%. Are you joking my dick? I'm not joking your dick. Okay, you better not be. <laughs> All right. Ruleofthreads.com. Promo code OOPS. Get some today. Off. The best. The last question I would have is, uh, you know, one time that when I was younger, uh, a buddy of mine, and I think we might have talked about this too. A buddy of mine had dated a girl in high school. Uh, and when I met them, I think I, I met her once and I I thought she was stunning. Uh, seven years went by. They did, of them not, they broke up their early freshman year of college and they didn't date or talk or whatever for seven years. Seven years later, I started sort of hanging out seeing this girl he found out and he was furious with me it's insane and it really hurt our friendship um and i, I always wondered like man was that out of line a so high school girlfriend they dated into college like a, a, a month and it was like you know a high school relationship that just carried over a little bit yeah i don't know man I just don't, how I'm, how bad was I? I'm not, I don't know. I'm not like it was his like first love. I mean, dude, honestly, like I wouldn't give a fuck. I think that maybe if you guys were like super good friends or whatever, if you wanted to like run it by him first. Well, I didn't know it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. It just sort of was like a drunken yeah. Montauk silly thing. You maybe got to How do you find out? Some dude we know told him. Uh. But look, I can't blame that guy. I, I I guess I probably I don't know. It was one of those things where when I when that happened, I didn't feel bad because I didn't even think I was being shady at all. I thought like, oh, here's a single girl. I w- I can't imagine that he still has like feelings for her. Yeah, yeah. On the better part of totally. a decade later yeah. of a high school relationship. It's a tough one. And like why wouldn't you know what's why is this out of bounds and to find out that i it was and that it was like so bad was really stunning i say that i don't think i've ever experienced this from the victim call it standpoint so what do i know maybe if yeah i found out that someone was dating an ex of mine i I don't know yeah, I don't really, I, I can't say I would care if anybody was dating any ex of mine. At this point, you know? Not at all. In um, the relationships we're in, like anyone I've dated is... Completely fair game. Is no, is not, I have no claim to. I have I no mean, Yeah. I have no stamp on. 
I know. Yeah, dude, totally. I mean, yeah, dude, I wouldn't give a fuck. I actually wouldn't give a fuck. This is the thing. Uh, so, dude, I did, so I got myself in a stupid situation like this one time, too. So, Great. So, <laughs> a friend of mine had this girlfriend in college. They were dating on and off for a large percentage of college, if not most of it. After college, we were sort of like all in the city, whatever, and I ended up hooking up with her one, one night. And I felt pretty bad about it, and I kind of... Worst decision I ever made, fucking consulting Brent about it. You gotta tell him. You gotta tell him. <laughs> you gotta tell him. So I fucking tell him, and then it's just like super weird. And then like a bunch of other people hooked up with her too, and nobody told him. And, they, <laughs> and he still doesn't know. And me and him are, uh, we never were not cool after that. He just, I don't think he even cared. It was just like, I felt uncomfortable. You didn't need to do it. I was it. like, I didn't need to tell him this. There's this no, overshare. unfortunately, there's no silver lining to, to sharing. Dude, that's the other thing too. Like, to telling him years went by this guy probably had a new girlfriend or something by now if he did he has absolutely no right to say anything i think yeah i, I he didn't have a girl i don't think he had a girlfriend at that time but uh you know he had dated other people certainly right anyway well this is the thing too dude like i my you guys might be thinking that this is somehow at odds with my original take of the original situation but it's it's like not because I am almost more upset as the onlooker than I am when I'm the person involved in the situation. Mm. Because chances are, like I've, dude, I've literally set my friends up with girls I've dated before, girls that were my girlfriend. Dude, I've been in the other room when a friend of mine who I set up with my former girlfriend were, they were banging in the other room. <laughs> I did not care. Did she even later apologize to me? She's like, that was fucked up. That I did that. I was like, I finesse that for you guys. Like, <laughs> I don't care at all. I right truly, this way, madam, yeah, gentlemen. I don't give a fuck. No, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Now this is becoming confusing, and I'm like, is what I'm saying make sense? No, I, I see how those are due different. I, I think it's an interesting thing that you. It's almost like we judge more as onlookers than as people experiencing the situation. Not typically, but in this in this situation, yeah. Which is wh unique. why with, with this Rhea Hank. And Marty thing, I can't help but wonder, did Hank even want people creating a Team Hank hashtag and like right. taking his side against them? I, 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 I know Hank a little bit. He's a pretty good dude and confident. Like I don't I don't know that he needed to be painted as like this right guy who'd been, you know, mistreated by his ex and I I don't know. It may, maybe. Maybe, but yeah. I, you know, yeah, I, I would have thought no, to be honest. Yeah. I don't know these people. If I were friends with both of them, I would think that the new guy was acting in poor judgment. If I knew them both. Assuming, Got it. assuming that it is what it appears to be, which it may yeah. not be. I uh, respectfully disagree. Mm -hmm. I don't have a problem with what they did. And, um, you know, nobody is nobody is that noble. Like, what? Let me ask you this: It's just, dude, it's a bad idea. It's yeah. just like as as you know, the result has proven. I might not be like if he's like, dude, I don't know, I don't know him, and I like her. I'd be like, that's that's perfectly, yeah, it makes sense. But if you work at Barstool and you're on the internet and you're known people, you better be willing to be handle the heat yeah. if that shit comes out. If the mob comes, maybe, maybe, maybe when you're walking in the streets of San Francisco, you can't yeah. hold hands, which is sad if you really like each other. 
I don't know. I don't know how they, uh, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm wondering if like, let's say that this relationship had blossomed two years from now, would people care less if they had come out on the internet and said, listen, everybody, this is what's happening instead of being caught, oh, like, like so to speak. It or whatever. Yeah. I, I have no idea. Yeah. It was a fascinating thing. I'm, 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 I'm fascinated. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, Anchor.fm, download it now. And of course, then I... Still fascinating. I uh, had my take, which was, um, did you see my tweet? Yeah. So, dude, I saw, yeah, with your fucking Johnson fucking... Yeah, that's a can of tennis balls. Somebody said it's a Beats pill. That was hilarious. Which was funny because I then looked closer. I was like, is that a Beats pill? Yeah. I was like, it just doesn't look like a dick. Yeah. By the way, this is, this is, you'll appreciate this. So basically, uh, when I got fired from Barstool, Hank had texted me and said, uh, something really nice. He wrote, Good luck, man. I know we were never the closest, but you were always one of the most hardworking and talented dudes here. I wish you well in the future. So he actually wrote that. And then I wrote back, like, you know, thanks so much, whatever. But what I did was I then took Sierra's phone. From from her phone, I texted that same message to me, and then I wrote back, thanks so much, man. That means a lot. You're the man. I'm sorry I let everyone down. And then I wrote, hey, stud, what do you think of these sunglasses? And then I included this picture that I had taken <laughs> of me trying on some new sunglasses in the mirror, where I also have a can of tennis balls in my shorts, and it looks like I have the world's thickest, biggest <laughs> penis. I was thinking of like those pictures. Wait, did you of, like, actually do that? Yeah. You actually sent it That's funny. No, no, oh. no. I sent the picture back to Sierra, but then I changed Sierra's contact oh, in him. my phone to his name. Got it, got it, got it. To make, and then I wrote, oh, crap, sorry, wrong Henry. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> and so I'm, ha- I'm doing this like at 10 o'clock last night. I'm like, can I borrow your phone? She's like, yeah, sure. I do this and then I hand it back to her and she's like, What the fuck is this? <laughs> you know, she's in bed and uh I have to tell her the whole story oh, about Hank and Rhea and Marty and then explain what I'm going for. And then I'm like, I tweeted the text exchange and said, uh, Hank is such a good dude. I'm team Hank. Uh he was even cool when I accidentally sent him a picture of me in my sunglasses. <laughs> So, dude, you fucking tweeted that you were Team Hank after all of this. You you got. I involved? think if you're if you're sending it <laughs> you with serious? this picture, it means you're it means- clearly not actually serious about this. I don't know. It's it doesn't seem like you're not. It seems like you're being funny about being serious about it. Is what I got. If that's it. the case, I failed <laughs> because I was not trying to take a side. Yeah, I I was trying to basically say like. Uh, because, you know, I love making fun of things that are happening, right? And what was happening was a lot of people realized how much clout there was 
uh, to be to be someone to, to, up for grabs if you were to attach yourself to this controversy somehow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the fact that Team Hank was trending, Tom Brady tweeting about it. So to 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 throw your two cents in meant you would be swept up in this windstorm of tweeting and social media coverage. And I thought, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm going to do that. I'm going to mock the people who are doing that with a, the most cartoonish, ridiculous, like dick outline selfie <laughs> that hopefully everyone will know is fake and pretend like I'm using it as a way of uh, illustrating Hank's mag- magnanimity, you know, and, and, and how good of a guy he is. Whereas the reality is I'm just bragging about having a large penis <laughs> or something. I don't know. That was my yeah, thought I process. It, I, I think most people got it, but maybe I shouldn't have said Team Hank. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm sure I did. I'm sure that I'm. Uh, I'm ultimately, I'm just Team Don't Care. <laughs> I'm Team Interested, but do not have. Yeah, uh, yeah. Don't I don't. You're not I don't side. I don't. I'm not picking a side. Yeah. I. Uh, I think. Yeah, I'm probably on the same. In the same camp. And I will say, last thing that to not be. Uh, an employee anymore and to watch something like this go down was a very peaceful thing for me mm, yeah. it was very peaceful i'm sure um to watch because i remember these days mm-hmm. and i remember being at the center of co- these kinds of controversial days dude i'm thinking about uh joining the bird dogs basketball morning league you about. should i'll go if you go let's go it's the games are at seven. yeah i'm ready to go back out of retirement from my hand injury <laughs> it's pretty early but dude does everybody wear bird dogs at the bird dogs game? Of course. <laughs> and that's not just because they work there. It's because what better short could you possibly find for performing at the peak of uh, athleticism and competition? Yeah, I was thinking about it this way, too. If you're at a gym where there's a pool, you can play basketball, then go swimming and then go to work at bird dogs wearing the bird dogs. Yeah, with your nice crazy. wet bird dogs. No, but they will have then dried off. Mm, I hope not. <laughs> just loves a good wet inner pant mm-hmm. uh the inner lining of the bird dogs uh pants and shorts is a nice silk uh thin lining that just keeps you cool at all times during the day it's really impressive and cool product i'm not 100 percent sure it's silk but it's definitely yeah. comfortable it it's feels silky. silky that's right <laughs> and it's stretchy and it it uh makes underwear obsolete it's honestly the most comfortable short you'll ever wear i'm wearing some right now these are bird dogs and uh, you can go to birddogs.com right now. Use promo code BANANA, and you're going to get a, a little flask, a sort of a carrying water coffee type mug that's really nice uh, with your first purchase. That's birddogs.com, promo code BANANA. Get yourself decked out for spring and summer. There was other times, too. Yeah, man. Crazy. The time I asked out the Sports Illustrated swimsuit model. That uh, I remember, I know that story, but that made it onto. Oh, that was campaign. everywhere, bro. Really? Yeah, people were just shitting on you. I mean, Dave was for being unprofessional, which frankly was probably true. Um, so why wait? Were, it was a work thing. Well, they came in the Sports oh, Illustrated right. swimsuit models came in to do press. How did it get back to them that you had done that? The so the you know I did a segment with them. I was I had this. Early on, I was like probably my third week, not even, I don't know, a month in at most. And I was doing a thing called the Saturday sit down where I would play this very, I don't even know, kind of like Nathan for you, 
mindless, weird, awkward character interviewing people. Mm-hmm. And so I sat down with three of the most, you know, beautiful women on earth. <laughs> Lice Ribeiro and Kelly Gale and Danielle Harrington and interviewed them for 10 minutes. And it was really funny and fun. And But during that interview, that one of them, Danielle Harrington, who got the cover the next year, was like laughing a little bit harder. Okay. okay. And laughing and then going and like touching yeah, my knee initiating contact and i was like wait a second what's going on here what's going on here <laughs> and after the interview i went up to one of her friends one of the other ones and i said uh what's her story is she single and she was like i don't know why why want me to find out for you and i was like sure and they were going out i think atlanta the night that night and she goes, okay, take my number. That's what that's what the the one who was gonna do this for me got said. It, she was it. like, take my number, and I'll tell you. So I was like, okay. So I took down fucking Kelly Gale's number, <laughs> and like I think we were texting, and then that next that night, Kelly texts me, and she goes, "Hey, you should DM her. She's single." I think this is how it went. I can't remember exactly. And I'm like, oh, shit. Okay. So immediately I DM'd Danielle Harrington and was like, she in the interview, she had said that she likes to do boxing classes to keep in shape. Mm-hmm. So I wrote something like, hey, it was great working with you. Uh, next time you're in New York, well, let's do a boxing class together. And you did, right? No. You re- No? What, no. There's, there's a similar story to this where you like did a class with someone and like it was really hard or something, right? Am I making this up? You invited somebody on a date to a fitness class? Did I? Uh, maybe not. Maybe I, it's possible, okay. but I can't remember that. Okay. 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 The point is, uh, <laughs> I sent that DM. She didn't even like open it. And then the girl who was texting me starts sending me more texts. And she's like, send her more. Send her a video of yourself. Like, tell her how much, tell her things about you. At which point I was like, oh, they're fucking with me. Were they fucking with you? Yeah. Oh my God, savage. And they were fucking with me because without, unbeknownst to me, um, Kelly had like, Dave was down there with them. Oh. At, this was like the, the <laughs> it's like the launch party for the magazine. Mm-hmm. And one of them went up to him and was like, <laughs> you know, your guy Francis had a had a crush on Danielle. Oh my god. And he was dude. like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, "Yeah, you know." And he was like, "What are you talking about?" And I think Dan- Dave was <laughs> Dave said something like, "Francis is a ginger. Like these are the hottest women in the world. Like who the fuck does he think he is?" <laughs> Which is hilarious. And um <laughs> And so then it turned into like, oh, let's let's make let's make fun let's of him. And then Dave went on camera and was like, "You guys aren't going to believe what's happening." Like Francis uh, thinks he has a shot with this girl. And meanwhile, by the way, I I didn't think I necessarily had a shot. I just like just going I'd, for it. I'd rather know. That's always been my philosophy. Dude, I have for no it. fear of rejection. You can't you can't fault a guy for shooting. A Leave shot. no stone unturned. I sleep better knowing I sleep better with a no. Gotta go for it. You know what I mean? And um then it 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 spiraled into this crazy thing where uh where the fan base rallied around me 
and they were mad at Dave oh, nice. for like cock blocking me, which is uh, you know he, well, I don't think he was cock blocking me. I, I probably never had a shot in hell anyway. But uh, then Dave turned it into or started saying like, well, we, we can't have employees asking out per people that celebrities that come into the office just because they work with them, which is true. Mm. You know, that was a, that was a valid point. Um, but it, it was like my coronation at Barstool. It was like my uh, coming out party, the, these two controversies. And so that is funny, though. It's funny to intercept the interaction and start fucking with the person. Send a video of you dancing like a chicken or like whatever they're yeah, asking you to do. Yeah. It's kind of funny. Yeah. No, but, it was, yeah. it was uh, looking back, but, but at the time, you know, I mean, I, I, Dave hadn't said more than 10 words to me. And all of a sudden this guy that I've been following for years, who has the biggest social media following of the, anyone at the company, you know, and is, is like enormous is calling you a psychopath and being like, for, who yeah. the fuck does this guy think he is? And you don't know, I still didn't know the rhythms of Barstool. So mm -hmm. I didn't know, does this mean my job is in jeopardy? Mm -hmm. Like, am I, have I really fucked myself here in three weeks in? Right. And so um, that next moment is always right around the corner. But dude, it's not like you acted like a dick. Like it would have been one thing if she texted you back and was like, hey, she has a boyfriend. And you're like, oh, she does. Okay, okay. Well, what are you up to? <laughs> you know I mean? yeah. You're just like... <laughs> and also the DM I sent was so harmless. Yeah, dude. Like, it was so PG, you know, that I, I you know, I, I don't know. I ugh. Look, <laughs> what, was, what was really interesting, and I, I realize we've been talking about Barstool a lot, but what was really interesting is that when Dave got back, I went into his office you know, off camera and everything to sort of like apologize. Cause he, he went on the radio and, and brought me in and then just reamed me out for like an hour in person. Yeah. And so you're that this was during your apology or you no, went no. back. Then after I went in and apologized. And when I went in and apologized, he was like, he lit you up. He, no, he said, no, he was like, to be honest with you, like I, it was great. It gave me content and I didn't have any content oh. for the weekend. And like, you know, we, I would say he was, he said something like, I would say, try to avoid, you know, asking people out when they come into the office. This is after he chewed you out. Yeah. He chewed you out on camera. Yeah. Oh, on radio. Oh, wow. That's why. And then behind the scenes was like, that's oh, all good. It's fine, you know, because we got good content out of it. Like in general, try to be a little more right, right, right. careful. But like, and I was like, that's when I started to get it okay. a little bit. Okay, crazy. It's crazy that they had it has this sort of like reality show. Correct. Like, Correct. Which is what's so brilliant about it. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. High stakes environment. Yeah. All right. Wild. Let's move off of that. So Seattle. <laughs> yeah. Well, what do you? The got? biggest pivot we've ever taken. No, dude. Let's keep going. Okay. Yeah. So let me tell you about Seattle really yeah, quick. Please. What an amazing city. You drive in, first of all, though. It's beautiful, bro. It's a 24-minute drive from the airport to downtown. How much do you think that Uber cost? I have a feeling the number's going to be high. Well, think of this, right? I've like, never taken Uber, an Uber, Uber to JFK. It's like, it can be 100 60 bucks. 60 bucks, 60-ish. 60, 60 be 100 peak. I took a cab I've from JFK it, home. It was $55. That's pretty good. Um, I, the Ubers span from my experiences from like 70 to a hundred, okay. um, which is the most I've ever seen. 
to be honest. Dude, how much the Uber from JFK home took an hour, like 50 minutes, and it was or it was a cab, 55 bucks before tip. Uber would have been like 62. The Uber from the Seattle airport to downtown Seattle, $63. It's like Denver's like that. What the fuck, mm-hmm. man? But the Denver airport's really far from yeah, downtown. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I couldn't believe that. I think that's, that's inflation. That's, uh, that's, that's a not a good sign. Um, but you're coming in and you are driving into what looks like a cross between Wakanda and yeah, Os- dude, like literally. Oslo, Norway. Yeah. Or like dude, Copenhagen. Totally. I mean, there's, it is unbelievable how different of a city it is in terms of its layout, topography. The water is everywhere. There are port uh areas dude i i I had this exact same thought and i'm happy to hear you say this because no i just never heard anybody else i know no and i'm like am i just like being oh i think everything's great guy yeah yeah. no dude no i mean it's it's as visually kind of mesmerizing as san francisco the first time i ever went there yeah and it's got all this green there's so many trees um it just it just feels like a european city it's a very cool vibe. You remember Star Wars Episode One, the like underwater city with Jar Jar Binks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It reminds, yeah. Like it's like that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, it's yeah. just it's crazy. Yeah, Padme, the one that she rules over, or whatever. She's uh, Anakin's she, wife. Yeah, yeah. But is Natalie that Portman? I thought that she overlooked Tatooine. Maybe she did. I don't know. I what, remember. Can her... we look up what Jar Jar's city's called? Yeah, I can't remember. So you drive in, check in, hotel, yada yada, go do the shows Friday night, really good shows. What's this what's the place, Ryan? Oh. Is that the underwater one? Yes, she was. Gungans, the, the Gungans. Yeah. She was? That's oh. what I thought. Um Shows are great, clubs great. Which um, one was it again? Laughs cool. Seattle. Cool. And uh had a great time shout out okay so so these these girls came that are fans of the pod love it and one of them is a trainer at a gym a very good gym like a gym that you do classes at only classes uh it's called accelerate in seattle and she had hit me up and was like yo you gotta come do a workout on saturday morning and i'm like yeah i'll do it you know Mm -hmm. cool and I woke up at eight ten. The class was at nine a.m. And I was like, "Man, I don't want to do this. Don't want to do it." Had you had a couple seven uh, ups the night before? Well, what, a couple what? <laughs> a couple seven ups. A couple, uh, a <laughs> couple of a little wacky tobacco. A little wax because they've got the stores. Oh, yeah, you can just go yeah. in there. You know? Um, and I was tired. I'd spent the whole day on the fucking plane and uh, just done two shows. So. But I woke up and somehow got out of bed, got in an Uber, and arrived at the class at 8.57, three minutes before it started. And they were all surprised to see me. As it turned out, they were all, it's like a a group of regulars. Saturday is their hardest day. And they were all preparing for this thing called the High Rocks. Oh, God. Which is some kind of competition similar to like a CrossFit Games Uh regional thing like there's like an obstacle course and a fucking yeah mud almost like, tire oh, yeah um but dude when i tell you that what ensued 
was the hardest workout that I've done <laughs> since college. Oh my since god! Since college Division One sports, I'm being I'm not being hyperbolic Jesus whatsoever. Said. It was an hour of pure hell. Oh my god! Um, You're looking huge, by the way. Maybe that's what <laughs> I was telling fans before. He's fucking appreciate it. Sorry, sorry. No, that's okay. Continue. Um, Sarah and M. My two partners, Sarah was the girl who was uh, who had invited me. Awesome. You know, they're training for the actual contest. They're like flying to Texas or something to go do it. So they're in great shape. They know what they're getting themselves into. I kind of thought it was going to be like a fucking, yeah. I don't know, at worst, a Barry's Boot Camp type yeah, class. Yeah. It, it was way harder than Barry's dude, Boot Camp. so much Jesus. harder. Barry's boot camp is hard. It is hard, but this was <laughs> this was harder because Fuck. you had teams, groups of two or three. Thank God, they sorted. They put me into a group of three with the two of them because the groups of two, you had to complete this workout. It was a list that just went on forever, and it was very run heavy. So it was like thousand meter run, uh, fifty strict dips, thousand meter run. 50 meters of sled pushes, 1,000 meter run, um, 50 alternating like single leg squats with a bar on your back, 1,000 meter run, 1,000 uh, meter row, 1,000 meter run, 1,000 meter ski erg, 1,000 meter run. So on every other exercise was a 1,000 meter run, and they made uh, us do it outside. So we were running cold. around the city block. Jesus, dude. And the, it was, of course, being Seattle, everything was damp. Yeah. So you're getting to these corners and you're sniffly, like slowing down. And, yeah, worrying oh, that you're going to like slip. Dude, fuck that. And it's four laps was a, according to them was a thousand meters. Thank God for this girl M who as far as I can tell is the greatest runner <laughs> since like Prefontaine or Joan Benoit Samuelson. Uh she ran in college. So, you know, we would you one person would do the first lap, then you'd tag First, second person would run off, do second lap, and she would do two laps for because each time we did it, we had to do four, and she always ran the two. Okay. And then Sarah and I would go inside until she got back, and as soon as she got back, we start doing the other shit. That's nice. But dude, it was constant for an hour, and it took us the whole hour. Oh my! God. I have not been able to sit down on a toilet without using my arms to lower myself down because the muscles in my legs Can't are torn. And shredded like lasagna Holy shit, pasta. Dude, that's wild. Um, but it definitely made me feel like, oh, Saturday, like I was, I woke oh, yeah. up, did that, it. and then was like, I can do anything. Yeah. I can eat whatever I want. I can drink. I don't give a shit. We all went out for these like biscuits that were famous biscuit egg sandwiches. Uh, had a great time. Then I went and saw an old friend of mine. There's like a, small cohort of old friends of mine from harvard who now live in seattle cool. all of whom work for like amazon microsoft mm. what an amazing industry they have out there i know that's cool and i saw one that went to his house met his kids at a great time then i went and had oysters at this awesome place called westward with another old buddy of mine sick and dude i had a fucking day bro that's sick i had a day that's fun dude and then i finally was like oh shit i need to get my act together i've got to perform again tonight Guys, if you're looking for a nice alternative uh, to smoking or dipping, we highly recommend uh, trying out Lucy Slim Pouches. 
Uh, use the, the newest technology for synthesizing pure nicotine in the lab. None of the tobacco, all the uh, nicotine satisfaction. Lucy Slim pouches include both coconut oil and gum based to provide a soft, fluffy texture that enhances the flavor, doesn't dry out your mouth. They come in three different strengths and three exclusive and delicious flavors, spearmint, mango, and cool cider. Uh, don't compromise when you're choosing your nicotine products. Go with the newest tobacco-free options from Lucy. Oops, the podcast listeners, go to lucy.co and use promo code oops to get 20% off of your order of Lucy Slim Pouches or any other Lucy products. That's lucy.co. Use promo code oops at checkout. Also, I have to give this disclaimer. Warning, this product contains non-tobacco nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Lucy.co, be sure to use that promo code oops. First show, Saturday night, solid. Late show, very light. Because everybody had to be up at 8 a.m. for workout class, dude. Correct. (laughs) I mean, we're talking no more than 30 people. And the reason I'm still talking is because what happened in the late show on Saturday was unlike anything I've ever experienced as a comedian. (laughs) There was a mother and her daughter in the front row against the stage. Okay? Well, okay. Front row. Uh, and here's how light the show was. There, the front row wasn't full, so there were empty tables around the front row. But they, so they could have sat farther back. Ten thirty. Yeah, they could have sat farther back, mm-hmm. but they they chose to sit in the front row. And I, you know, it's so light that I'm just doing crowd work when I come up because mm-hmm. it'd be uh, almost awkward to like go in my yeah. app. And I asked them, I'm like, hello, blah blah, where you know, and they. They had come to the first show and stayed for the second show. Oh, that's that's a, that's nice. Uh, Was it not? They were not. They didn't have the energy to stay for the second show. So then, why did they? I have no idea. Were they like, you can stay for the next one if you it's want? It's almost like they didn't know. They didn't have anywhere else to go. It was almost like they were waiting for a flight. <laughs> Right, or they're waiting for the ra- a ride, or like their house had burned down, and <laughs> they this was a go. safe place. <laughs> Dude, that's I cannot describe to you how unhappy the mom was to be at this comedy show again. That to to watch you how happy, unhappy, oh. <laughs> how utterly miserable. Now, keep in mind, the next day, did is, you see them at the first show? No. Or? They weren't sitting front row in the first show. And then they like moved up. Um, And dude, I'm telling you, the mom, I think she was shit faced. I'll make you sweat. Yeah. And she's like guzzling wine. And I'm talking to them and like quickly realize I should not have talked to them because they start fighting with each other. The mother and the daughter. Oh, no. And the next day is Mother's Day. And so the mom had come into town from like Portland. And by the way, I don't care if I'm giving too many details. They need to know better. Um, <laughs> and everyone else who was at this show watched all of this unfold and came up to me afterwards. And it was all it was all like we'd all watched a car wreck together oh, no. and were bonded through the experience <laughs> because I felt very bad for not giving them my act. Yeah. But this situation demanded so much of my time and energy. That it was impossible to go back. It would have felt unnatural to go back to the show. They started, the mom would say, like, the, the daughter would be like, you're embarrassing me. The mom would be <laughs> like, well, it's Mother's Day tomorrow. I get to do whatever I want. Besides, I never get to see you. In fact, you know, 
that's why you're not going to get any money when I die. Oh my god! And I'd be like, wait a second. And then all of a sudden, I went from being like, let's let's find the funny in this to I need to solve the the relate. I need to fix the, <laughs> the relationship third party. between this mother and this daughter. And um, the mother even then said something like, at one point, she goes like, "You're never going to see me again anyway." To her daughter, so what does it matter? And how old was the daughter? 25 26 um and dude this is all going on at one point i think the mom said she wanted to bang me like dude it was utter mayhem we have it all on film and i'm probably gonna cut up some kind of clip situation yeah um but to the incredible rest of the audience who endured all of that and was so supportive (laughs) I know a bunch of them are listening. They all came up afterwards and were like, we're fans of the pod. And I just want to say how much I appreciate you guys. They were trying to like bail me out. Like I got, (laughs) I got heckled as a way of helping me switch. (laughs) Someone threw me a lifeline. It was like, talk about this (laughs) or like, how about that? You know? And I was like, yes, yeah, well said, let's talk about that. Thank God. But dude, I, even at one point I was like, listen, I don't want to kick you guys out, but is there any chance you guys could move back a few rows just so that you're more in the darkness and not so overtly, dude, when I stopped talking to them, I was like, listen, I can't, you can't keep consuming so much of the attention of the show. Um, the mother from that point was like, okay, zipped her lips or whatever. And then she sat (laughs) with her head in her hands for like 20 straight minutes. Oh my God. Like, Like oh my God. Like, I didn't know if she was weeping or asleep and she's in the light of the stage. (laughs) Dude, I'm going to show you these these clips, man. It's fucking nuts. And then last thing was, on Sunday before I left, I went back to the weed store. They have a rule there. You can only buy an ounce of weed per transaction. And I said, how much time needs to elapse between transactions? And they were like, two minutes. Oh, that's funny. So I bought it, walked Stood outside, there, and wash. then like went back in, bought another ounce. So I had two ounces of weed. Did you just like ship some back to yourself? You just brought it? I decided I was going to fly home with it. I was very nervous, mm-hmm. but I had spent some time on Reddit reading yeah. about whether or not I could do this. And every universally, everyone on Reddit was like, there's one airport in America where they do not care. And that is the Seattle airport. <laughs> more than LA, more than anywhere else. They don't care. So you brought in your carry on? Dude. All I had as a carry-on was a backpack. That's how lightly I had traveled. Dude, I've, I was blown away with how lightly you went. To, you traveled to Boston. I love it. Makes it's a source of pride for me. You literally looked like you found your bag on the street, dude. It was open. I was like, I can't believe this. this is so I surprising. I traveled with a backpack, and it was it's like a hiking bag. It's not even a. Oh, a big backpack. It's, like it's a, a camelback narrow backpack. It's a fucking half of it is for the fucking water clothes. Yeah. I had to use these straps on the outside of the bag to secure the pair of athletic sneakers that I had brought. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Um and so I I had this idea, which was like, okay, well maybe I should check it since of there's there's two ounces of weed in here, which is a lot of weed to fly with. It's a lot of weed. Um and it was all 
flour. It wasn't like pens or edibles. Mm -hmm. So it's like in jars. Yeah. I had 50 pre-roll joints. <laughs> Five zero. What? Wait, so, oh my well, God. Well, those just look like cigarettes. Yeah. So I figured eh, that'll be fine. <laughs> I was more worried about the jar of half an ounce on in showing up on the scanner and her being like, are you bringing home plants? <laughs> like, why do you have plants in a jar? Um, <laughs> dude, get this. So I'm like, all right, well, maybe I'll, maybe I'll check my backpack. But what could be more suspicious Right. Than just checking a backpack. But now this is like going classic high like weed paranoia. Going up to the Delta counter and being like, yes, I'd like to check my small backpack. Yeah, imagine she, like, she like raises her eyebrow at you. You sure mm -hmm. you don't want to carry it on? I'm like, no, I'll just carry my laptop loose <laughs> under my arm and I'll wear my neck pillow and my headphones stacked on my neck together. I've got everything I need and I prefer to just meet my bag in New York. Um, in no way is this suspicious, but I decided to, I decided to carry it on and I put the bag, I have TSA pre-check and clear, Amex Platinum, clear credit, big shout time, out. Big time. Uh, I put it on the conveyor belt, I walked through, and I held my breath. And you know, there's that moment where you see your bag come through, but there's that side shoot. Yeah, right. Where, it, where it, <laughs> it, 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 sometimes it'll stop, and it's like deciding, am I going left for a, a bag search, or am I coming straight down? And dude, it didn't even stop. It just slid right wow. down. And I'm like, are these people even doing their job? Someone That's great. should stop me. Now, uh, yeah, no issue at all. Threw the bag right back on. Hell yeah. I realize I'm a, I think I'm admitting to some kind of felony here. Um, so for the sake of uh, my, my uh, I don't know, legal standing, I'm, I'm, I'm lying. Um, I'm kidding. This is a podcast about humor and, and comedy. Uh, comedians often stretch the truth. None of that's true. Uh, in no way did I bring home two ounces of marijuana on an airplane. But um, for the sake of the listeners, I'm not lying. I don't know. Uh, Hashtag so, free young thug. Yeah. Yeah. Free young thug. So uh, that was my Seattle experience. I love it, man. And um, Excellent. I had a good time. People were great. Sarah M, the whole crew at Accelerate Fitness, uh, the crowd's amazing. My friends that I ha hung out with, just awesome. So, well, dude, I'm gonna have to try to hit Accelerate when I'm there, July 28th. Don't Please go on out. a Saturday. Do not go on a Saturday. I think I'm only there for one night, so whatever day. I'll, I mean, I know I'm not gonna be able to do it, but I'll, it's okay. I'll yeah. try my best. <laughs> when are you there? I didn't mean <laughs> to interrupt. No, I already said July 28th. I have tickets on my website. Where are you performing? Uh, the Crocodile Room. Sick. Mm -hmm. Dude, you should, go theater, for, cool. you should go for two nights. I'm there for two nights. Okay, good. Yeah. Good. Because it's such a cool city. I know. I'm excited to sink my teeth back in. Um, I love Seattle. Excited to be there. I got a bunch of other stuff coming up, too. Uh, Boston, Milwaukee, uh, Charlotte, uh, Tampa. I'm, all those dates are going to be up soon. I'll keep you posted. Uh, but, yeah, Francis, what are you got? Awesome, dude. Jeez. Well, I've got Boston, May 19th to the 21st. I hope so many of you will come out. Lots of fun stuff to be uh, spoken about and performed there. Uh, Laugh Boston. Tickets for that. FrancisEllis.com. And uh, I just want to apologize for really dominating the airspace on this episode. No, that's right. Um, I had a lot to share, and I appreciate you. Uh, Dude, that's not even what happened. Like, we discussed the... Yes, we did. You're right. You're right. Per predominantly a discussion about val like values. Good point. Good point. <laughs> 
Uh, okay, awesome. That's Hoops the Podcast. We love you. Thank you guys so much, and we will see you soon.